think it must be the Halifax Building Society. Welcome to the Young'uns podcast. Now, you might be thinking, my goodness, the Young'uns are enterprising. They've, uh, they obviously can't make any money on tour because you know, all the gigs have been cancelled. What are they going to do? Well, if they've clearly got sponsorship for their podcast, the Halifax Building Society. Very, very impressive. No, that's not the case. That is our guest for this Young'uns podcast, Stanley Accrington. And the reason he is mentioning the Halifax Building Society is because I asked him to tell us about his most surreal or worst gig experience and he said it was for the Halifax Building Society and we shall hear all about that gig very shortly. He'll also be singing a song about St. Patrick because this is I suppose our St. Patrick's Day special and I imagine a lot of people especially in Ireland will be taking to the bars tonight to celebrate. What? Is it something I said? (laughs) Oh dear. A little bit of satire there. Okay. Oh dear, I've got a bit of cabin fever here. It's uh, We're all in this situation together and we all have different jobs and we do different things, but essentially I spend my life gigging with the young'uns and also doing stand-up comedy as well, and everything's been cancelled. So I thought I'd make the most of it and release some podcasts, because they're quite lucrative, aren't they? We get quite a lot of money. Oh no, they're free, aren't they? Never mind. But don't worry if you're, you're thinking, what are you going to do? I mean, this is your job. You've got no backup or anything like that. Yeah, yeah you're wrong. Don't worry. We thought of this. We're a very prepared group, which is why we decided, just in case there was something that went wrong with one of us, you know, if we were ill or something like that, we thought we need a backup, which is why we've invested quite heavily in the uh, stocks and shares. You know, it's good to have a safety net, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to brag, but a few weeks ago I was looking and we were doing pretty well on the old stocks and shares. So uh, fortunately, we haven't had to dig into them yet. You know, we've still got a little bit of money, but uh, maybe in a few weeks we'll uh, have a look, see how those stocks and shares are doing, eh? What? Is it something I said? That's my new catchphrase. (laughs) Another bit of satire. So basically, we've got all this time. We can't do any gigs, so we're going to release some podcasts because we've got a backlog of material. I mean, ordinarily, I would go at the doctors if I had a backlog of material, but I I think I'll just let... I think I'll just weather the storm by myself. The doctors have got enough to deal with. I'll, I'll just take some prunes. Anyway, we got loads of clips from gigs. We got loads of guest interviews from our singing weekends. And this week, we're in the company of Stanley Accrington, who's performed at our singing weekends a couple of times. Our singing weekends, for those people who don't know, is where we have a gathering of people in a youth hostel. And we do singing workshops and quizzes and all sorts of things. And we have a concert and a mystery guest. And Stanley Accrington is a wonderful performer. I'll tell you a little bit about him. I'm going to read this little blurb about him from his website, Stanley emerged from full obscurity into almost total obscurity in the last dark days of the 1970s. After a decade of secretly writing songs that even he doesn't want to hear, Stanley finally plucked up the Dutch courage to perform in front of real people in 1979. No one heckled, and some even applauded. So he continued. Visits to local folk clubs and sessions produced a realisation that humorous songs have an immediate impact. So, out went the earnest 16-verse introspective ballads, and in came a raft of silliness and sarcastic satirical songs. Not to mention hats and other props. Well, you don't get to hear the hats and the props, but what you will hear is the silliness and wonderful songwriting and performing. Goodness knows how he remembers all of these words. He has these long, sprawling comedic songs, and we're going to hear one of those, all about St. Patrick. Now, he did actually record a couple of songs, and it was about a half an hour interview that we did with Stanley Accrington, but for some reason, the batteries on my recorder ran out. I must have left it on overnight. And actually, during the podcast, I assumed that none of it had recorded, because after the first song, I checked the recorder, and it wasn't doing anything. 
so I just assumed the whole thing hadn't recorded. So I had to let Stanley know at the end, actually, none of that recorded. We'll have to do a podcast with you another time, which we will, because there's so much to talk about. And he's got so many great songs. But then, as I was transferring some files to the computer, I suddenly noticed this eight-minute file just a couple of days ago. And it was the Stanley Accrington recording, so we managed to salvage eight minutes of it. And here is that eight minutes, complete with a song all about St. Patrick. But first, Stanley Accrington recounting to us his most surreal gig, which, if you recall from the start, was for the Halifax Building Society. I, I think it must be the Halifax Building Society. All right. Gig of, uh, yes. Right. I mean, that's a bad start, isn't it? For, uh, yeah. It was a, a Christmas party. I was doing lots of work around December time and I had one day off out of about ten. And I got a phone call from an agent of some, who said, oh, I've been asked to provide somebody for this Christmas party for Halifax Building Society. Have you got that? And it was the only day off I got. And I thought, oh, no, I can't do it. And then they mentioned a large amount of money. I said, yes, I can do it, actually. Yes, I, uh, I, I've turned up this place. And they had their Christmas dinner and that. And the, the members of the Halifax Building Society got drunker and drunker. And they said, we're going to do a little sketch first. So we want to rehearse it. So everybody leave the room. So we all had to leave the room. An hour and a half later, we were invited back in. And they performed this sketch. And it was horrendous. It was, re- I mean, it was really awful. And the time was now about 20 past 11. And then they got the blue comedian on, whoever that was. And he told some really bad off-colour jokes. And, and about quarter to midnight... They said, now we're going to have the folk singer. <laughs> I lasted one minute before the first bread roll hit me here. And Do you remember what you did? Just, did, did you, uh, I, what I did was, uh, I, I was saved by the landlord coming upstairs here in the commotion, unplugging the PA, and uh, I was able to escape, just about alive. But, <laughs> but do you remember what? Do you remember what song you did at the time? Oh, I only got through about the first two seconds of it before the right. uh, the tumult started up. Right. Well, I yeah. did get paid though, so it wasn't all that bad. Oh, you got paid. <laughs> all right. Well, I did a, a comedy gig in, uh, in a building society actually, uh-huh. and uh, it was a big talent competition, and I won it. Yeah. Oh. So, it was a nationwide search. Oh, oh, come on, well. Unbelievable, Stanley. <laughs> Shall we have a song? You have a song? Let's have a song. Yeah. I was uh, a few years ago asked to do a St Patrick's Night concert, and I'd never done one before, and I thought, oh, that's great, I'll really enjoy that. And then I thought, hang on a second, I don't know any Irish songs. Um, <laughs> and I thought, I'll have to learn some. And I thought, no, that's going to take years, so I'll write one, it'd be a lot quicker. So I wrote this, tra- <laughs> I wrote this traditional Irish song. And, uh, yeah, but I must, I must say, it went down really well with, with the, well, I say with the audience, with the English people in the audience. Uh, the Irish people weren't so happy about it, but never mind. But um, I'll, I'll do one of those. No, it's traditional now, because I've done it for several times. <laughs> well, this is the story of Ireland's... Well, no, it isn't. <laughs> that was the fault. You can edit these things. <laughs> well, this is the story of Ireland's premier saint, in praise of whom let there be no restraint. The story of his life. Now I'm going to learn you and tell how he civilised the best part of Hibernia. Let's start at the beginning. It seems a good plan when telling the tale of this remarkable man who means more to the Irish than a George Best hat trick. So let us get on with the life of Saint. 
Patrick. There we are. I know the chorus already. Ooh, yeah. Well, the Welsh, they claim that he was born there, but it's only the Welsh who think that, to be fair. Well, it may not have been up the Cambrian, but up the Cumbrian coast. If it was Sellafield, it explains why he glows more than most. Whatever the story, we know it's the truth. He was captured by pirates when he was a youth who took him off to France. In the mouth, quite a bad kick, and the first of the trials to be endured by Saint... Well, while he was a slave, he was picking some fish up when he happened to encounter a wandering arch bishop. (laughs) This holy man had just sailed in from Erin and suggested the church better paid than the heron. Well, Patty was smart and he took the hint, but being a slave found he was somewhat skint. So he joined with some missionaries, quite geriatric, who lent him a false beard to disguise the young Patrick. Well, in his missionary position, if you'll pardon the phrase, he converted the Irish from their heathen ways. He, what did he do? He was set on by ruffians and sometimes wild dogs, and he spent several weeks cut off on the bogs. But the kings they took to him when promised redemption, and for the price of a meal he'd give them exemption. Well, he cured some old cows and some codgers who sat sick, and that enhanced the growing reputation of Patrick. Well, legend will have it, but we know it's pure pants that Patrick from Ireland expelled all the serpents. For it must be said that these creatures are rare. To be honest, there never was none of them there. And by the same token, if you'll beg my pardon, I've expelled all the dinosaurs out of my garden. Cos you'll never find one among snail trails and catsick, which puts me on a par with your man, the saint. Patrick! Well, let us conclude. We know little besides, except that at some point he probably died. It may have been 460 or 493. To be honest, the numbers mean little to me. But they say that he founded the church in Armagh, though he probably went there just for the flour. And they say in the ground he once planted a fat stick. What grew from it, I've forgotten. You'd best ask Saint Patrick. Well, let us conclude now for the second time, for there's still further stories to fit into the rhyme. They say he was passing some basalt one day, and from it constructed your giant's causeway. And he built Derry's walls before Derry got Londoned, and from all the kings raised the required fundin. He was arrested in Sligo, but escaped from that nick, for no one could imprison your holy saint. Patrick. Well, let us conclude now uh, for this further occasion, for there are further legends by association. They say that he travelled down to Galway and on his old harp he composed Galway Bay. And then down in Kerry he caused quite a tingle by enticing in dolphins, which still infest Dingle. He wrote the first limerick where he expelled the rats quick, but they all came back to confound the saint. Well, let us conclude now this story quite motley. In cork, for the cork, he invented the bottle. He then needed a glass, so he prayed for it next, Lord. And so he set up the fine crystal from Wexford. And then Holy Trinity, the job for to finish, he first brewed the nectar that's known as the Guinness. Now it's a black and white drink and it's got a head that thick. And that's the main reason 
We remember, Saint. Magic. Well, let us conclude now. And then I'll give o'er, for I've just remembered a little bit more. There's nothing he could not achieve through his prayer, but he had nothing to do with the setting up of Ryanair. Um, he inspired Irish poets like Heaney, Yates and such sissies, and apart from the mucky bits, James Joyce's Ulysses. Um, and you'll never catch rabies in Ireland from a bat slick, and all that's down to the ministrations of Patrick. <laughs> Well, let us conclude now. And then I'll desist, for I'd hate to think there's anything that you might have missed. There's nowhere in Ireland that he hadn't been. And at some point he identified the colour emerald green. Well, he invented Irish music. No, he didn't do that at all. He invented Irish music with other sorts of music like folk, country and glam rock. And while on his knees in prayer, he first discovered the shamrock. And as I was saying to my good friend, Fat Mick, (laughs) there's nothing left to be said about Patrick. And it was at that exact moment that the recording cut out. I mean, to be honest, he concluded the song about six times. If it had cut out two minutes earlier, you wouldn't have known anyway. You would have just assumed he's concluded, therefore it's the end. But no, it held out for the whole of the song, and then it cut out. So I'm really glad that we actually managed to get that, and we must get Stanley Accrington back. I mean, actually, the last thing we need is more recordings to wade through, bearing in mind we've got three years of gigs still to catch up on, and still quite a few guests that we've talked to on our singing weekends that we still haven't put out on the podcast. But we're in isolation now. I've got nothing else to do, so I'm going to sift through all of these podcast things. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope it's helped maybe to alleviate just the general stress of everything at the moment. Look after yourselves, look after each other and all being well, I'll be back next week with another Youngins podcast. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Right, well, I know money's tight, but I think I've, I've done a good podcast there. I think I deserve, I think I deserve a couple of slices of bread rather than the usual one. <laughs>